Okay, so. Are we going to do a basic pitch? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do a basic pitch. That's what we're here for today, y'all. Get excited. Well, I'm already excited because this is an idea I've had for a very long time. And uh, okay, I, I brought you guys here under the pretense that I had a brand new basic pitch that I'd been working on. Oh, God. But I, I lied. Twist. Yes, dun, dun, no. Dun. This is actually a sequel idea. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Are we so meta already that we're doing sequels to previous basic pitches? Or is this a sequel to something that's already out there in the world? Would I blow your mind if I said both? Oh, oh my God. Okay. okay. <laughs> I have no more guesses. Lay it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you guessed this, I would, I would be convinced that you're psychic. So you guys remember a little while ago where we like went into the backstory of one Ugbert Bugbert? Mm. <laughs> Isn't the sequel to that just A Nightmare Before Christmas? <laughs> yes, yes, but things can have more than one sequel. Okay, okay. Kind of like how uh, 101 Dalmatians has multiple universes sequels to it. There's 101 Dalmatians 2, there's 102 Dalmatians, and there's the sequel to the book, I don't even remember what it's called, where the Dalmatians end up like uh, visiting aliens and flying around the planet and getting telekinetic. Wait, what? You, <laughs> you guys don't know about the sequel to 101 Dalmatians? Where the, wait, wait, the dogs become the dogs, telekinetic? Yes. Okay, well, real quick recap from what I remember. I have not read the book. I read the Wikipedia page. The two uh, parent dogs gotcha. uh, are the main characters. Pongo and on the, Perdita. That's it. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. So they wake up one day and all the humans in the world have disappeared, like, you know, raptured style, right? This is, I love that this is, it's just a middle finger to all dogs go to heaven. I guess you're right. Well, I mean, it doesn't say that. No, rapture style, not necessarily rapture actual style. Yeah, rapture. We don't know where they went, right? This is also a sequel to Left Behind. <laughs> so uh, they wake up and all the humans are gone and uh, they decide to like form their own dog society. And then at some point they gain the ability to fly and uh, yeah, they've they've gone to the United Nations of Dogs, and you know, there's like a French poodle representing France. And uh, they at this point they can very well talk like telepathically. And then they find alien dogs who like fly in, and uh, it just goes off the rails from there. I feel like this being an audio medium, my eyes need to be making noises right now, and they would be something like. You at home cannot see the question mark that has just appeared over his head. My eyebrows have legit shaped into a question mark. I had no idea. This is like Disney IP. Uh, it's, well, I don't think it's Disney IP. No, because well, they, Disney oh, got the, the original, rights to the book, Disney got the rights the, to the first the book. book. Oh, but they didn't bother with the second book for some reason. They just made their own alternate weird. sequels. Yeah, but, so what I've derived so far is that we are somewhere in the universe of either a sequel to a Disney IP or a sequel to the original basis for a Disney IP that Disney decided to pass up and therefore is totally fair game for us. Well, <laughs> this is definitely not going to be fair game because one component of it, at least, though based on some non-Disney source material, is exclusively a Disney creation. Okay. I'll give you the history. Okay. So, I assume you guys both know The Little Mermaid story. It's based on Hans Christian Andersen's novel, and in the original uh, story, he has a, a character that is uh, basically Ursula, but his version of Ursula is not the Ursula that we know and love, the the six-tentacled octopus woman. She only had six tentacles? And two arms, yeah. Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Side diversion here. Uh, her little sister, who is the main antagonist of the second movie, has eight tentacles. 
But yeah. does she have any arms? She has two arms. Okay, that's <laughs> kind of kind of going more of a crustacean cool. direction, where you can have <laughs> you can have all the legs and the claws. Right. Yeah. yeah but uh, I'm ignoring the sequel for the most part for this. Anyway, so yeah, Ursula is kind of, especially in her her form that we all know, is very much a Disney creation. Also, Beauty and the Beast, based on uh, non Disney <laughs> IP. Oh. Dang, we're going into crossover territory. Oh, yes. Can't wait. We're it, in like Kingdom Hearts here. <laughs> yes, very much. If you look at the original story that Beauty and the Beast is based on, um, there isn't really a Gaston character per se. And in the original script, uh, before they made a whole bunch of tweaks to what ended up getting filmed or drawn, there was originally supposed to be just three randos, kind of like a like a mirror image to the three bimbets. From, um, <laughs> that is that is what they are called. Let Bombet. <laughs> this is going to be three suitors that were all just kind of like goofy and none of them really had a personality. And then upon the second writing, they all got combined into one aristocratic person who like was tall and had a crooked nose. And anyway, and then finally someone was like, you know what? Let's just simplify everything. We're just going to we're just going to make this one goofy lovable character who's the most interesting character in the entire movie called Gaston. Is Goofy and lovable? Like, are those He's agreed upon adjectives yes. for him? I agree upon it with myself. Great. <laughs> All right. we, have, we have a quorum. <laughs> when you look at it as a child and you think that the beast is the good guy, then maybe, yeah, you would be fooled into thinking that Gaston is the bad guy. But really, they're all bad guys. <laughs> sure. So okay. Gaston himself also exclusively a creation of a, a, a Disney writer. So I want to take these two stories... And these two characters, and I want to make my own sequel to Beauty and the Beast, where we know at the end of Beauty and the Beast, Gaston plunges from the top of a castle and presumably dies, and they never even mention him again. An early draft of the script actually has him kill himself. Whoa. It's a, uh, if if I can't be with Belle, no Man, one can. You're bringing with he the tries to, Oh, yeah. I, I did research oh, on this one. Accidentally? No, no. He kills himself. Wait. If I can't be with Belle, no one can be with me? I'm the idea land was on which... he picked the top of the castle because he's like, we'll both die up here. And he stabs Beast a couple times. And he oh, he's, gonna, like, he's gonna bring Beast like, with him. And then he like, jumps oh, off. Oh, sure. Right. Huh. Just the Beast survives the stabbings. It does feel a little, that feels like a little bit of a stretch. I'm glad yeah. they made the revision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, like I, I went through all the different rewrites uh, like, about this. There was one where... Uh, He's about to stab the beast in the forest and before they put it at the top of the castle and uh, Belle just comes up behind him and hits him in the head with a rock and he falls off a cliff <laughs> and then gets eaten by the wolves that were attacking Maurice earlier. <laughs> oh it's my like goodness. three yes. Disney villain deaths combined into one. <laughs> He's like the Rasputin of this <laughs> story. Uh, Wait, how do you find out about these uh, alternate most, drafts? Mostly Disney Wiki. Okay. Uh, they, they tell you like all the different versions of what could have been and oh man, some, some amazing factoids on the disney wiki y'all yeah like parallel universes a la the the, yeah, the yeah. various numbers of hundred dalmatian right parents. these are the multiverse gastons they all die <laughs> these horrific deaths and we're gonna pick up one of these gaston horrific deaths and we're gonna follow it because i've always felt like gaston is uh very close to beast himself like they're almost mirror images and like in the narrative you can see like this is He's a beautiful person, but he's irredeemable. And Beast is an ugly person, but he's totally redeemable. But I feel like the only part of that the movie properly did was the beautiful and ugly. Otherwise, their personalities are remarkably similar. 
<laughs> the Beast actually captures Belle, like trades, does a prison trade off and keeps her as a prisoner and he's a jerk and he's mean to her. But then like she eventually gets through to him and makes him a better person, which is a terrible lesson. We start a song with, there's something sweet and almost kind when sort of squinting to look for his positive features. Right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, would it not be just as bad if Gaston had captured her and put her in a jail cell and then she slowly fell in love with Gaston? Like, the only thing that would be different there is Gaston isn't a beast. So, I'm just saying, like, Beast wasn't great. Gaston wasn't great. But if Beast is redeemable, Gaston is totally redeemable. But definitely right. not within the scope of the film because he dies. Right, right, right. I would right. say probably the main difference between them and the one that Disney plays on is that Gaston is vain and the Beast can't be because he's Beast. <laughs> he was vain, yeah, presumably, when he was still human. So, um, Gaston is just like one story cycle behind Beast. That's yeah. right. If. If instead of, um, you know, like fighting the beast and getting murdered, he had instead been cursed. Or just like lived into middle age and started to not be quite the the alpha male anymore. Yeah, Yeah, like he could have had something that could have brought him down a peg and then he could have like found his place and like had his own hero's journey and yeah. self-discovery. Dude could have just torn his ACL and basically the same thing yeah, would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea like he was playing high school football and he was like, now I'm never going to get that football scholarship. And now suddenly I understand that the Bim Bets, they're, they're okay. I could probably date one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but then they're like moving on to, yeah, I don't know, Gastito. Gastito, <laughs> a slightly younger Gaston. <laughs> There's always another one coming up. Oh, man. Chomping at the heels. Oh, I love That's- that. That. And That's then Gaston hard. has to be the coach of the <laughs> football team because he can't do what he can teach. That's right. And then we're off into Disney's version of A League of Our Own. Oh, um, yes. Uh, except God. we can't do that sequel because we're picking up with Gaston being <laughs> dead. Yeah, he gets to see all of this when his life not taken flashes before his eyes as he is falling to his death. Okay. And then uh, our story picks up right where that leaves off. He wakes up in the Disney uh, afterlife, which is... The Underworld from Hercules. Okay. okay sure. And there is a, he's going to have to see all these other Disney characters that have also been cast to the Underworld. He's going to wake up there. There's going to be pain and panic from Hercules and they're going to be like poking at him and he's he's going to like kind of come to terms with the fact that like, okay, I failed to whatever my goal was at the end there to kill the beast and make Belle fall in love with me. And this is where he's going to get his journey of self-discovery. And who else is he going to find in the underworld but, of course, Ursula? Is her? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally dead. Because Ursula, yeah. yeah, at this point, um, wait. Impaled by a ship's prow. Okay, Ursula also has a, a very similar story so far. Like, she used to be a, a very powerful member of the kingdom of Atlantia. Atlantia? Atlantean? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, she was cast out by Triton because she kept messing with these contracts and turning people into polyps. And they were like, we're not about that. <laughs> so for revenge, she just... A beautiful sentence. <laughs> sounds so much less dignified when you actually name it. <laughs> well, I mean, like her entire superpower is that she has magic contracts, uh, which I really want to delve into the... The incarnation the of lawful evil as alignment study yeah, goes. 100% yeah. lawful evil. Just don't make a contract with her. She's not going to bother you. She has telepathy. She has the ability to transform into different things. She can do all of this stuff, but she, you know, she's still going to follow the rules. You can respect that, I guess. But okay, yeah, she's still the bad guy. So yeah, uh, at the end of the movie, she 
the fact that she has all of these powers, she's almost like Jafar powerful at the end, and she's just so vain uh, that the reason she dies is because she wasn't paying attention to the fact that, you know, someone's about to ride a boat into her. Which, by the way, she dies the exact same way Cthulhu dies in his first appearance. That's right. She wasn't paying attention. Someone drives a boat into her. And Cthulhu made out to be similarly like borderline omnipotent yeah, in yeah, the moment this, in question. But like just then... breach the, I don't know, their their sort of oh, air yeah, bladder. And just, down they, just, they pop. Yeah. She got popped. <laughs> I would love it if one of these movies ended that way. God <laughs> knows if a Lovecraft story ended that way. And then they popped and flew away like a deflating balloon. Yeah. So they never actually say the name of the kingdom in the first uh, Little Mermaid movie. You're just, you're led to believe that he is king of the sea. And mm-hmm. I think at different points they even say king of the sea. Uh, making building him up basically as a uh, counterpart for Poseidon. Mm-hmm. So for our purposes, let's just say that he is this universe as Poseidon. He's king of the sea. He That's his domain. We could also assume that if there is a Poseidon, that there's also a Zeus and a Hades. So drawing my own little family tree here, it would mean that Ursula was screwing with Hades' brother before she dies. So she wakes up in the underworld. Hades is probably going to be like, hey, you and me, we're, we're cool. I'm going to give you the primo spot here. We're in the assuming brotherly bad blood. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, they, they all hate each other. He gets someone who just was screwing with his brother in the afterworld. He's going to be like, why don't I Alliance, give you a totally. job, Ursula? You know, we'll do this together. Um, and she's already, I mean, <clears throat> her whole thing is already kind of a deal with the devil. Exactly. And you kind of want to so know, like, where is this power coming from? The, the magic that she possesses is probably divine in some way so that was a that was took a, me a second that took was a me a second oh, all time. most people aren't gonna get oh <laughs> man we we don't make a nearly enough drag references in this podcast so yeah. i am I'm delighted <laughs> and i would never have expected it to be you jack <laughs> i'm proud of you you really Thank did you. do your research Thank you. actually uh, speaking of research i came across another thing that connects these universes in my my extensive research at the library <laughs> <laughs> came across in archives <laughs> digging through the old 1800s books i found that there was an episode of the hercules disney television show that ursula makes an appearance in wow yeah so oh my God. canonically really, they're connected deep cut <laughs> yeah there was an episode where they were going to a convention for half human half monsters Anyway, so <laughs> Ursula was there ursula's been around ursula knows the family i guess Okay, so that is a lot of background to build us up to this moment where poor Gaston, who's like stumbling his way through the underworld and trying to find out like what his place is in this new universe where suddenly he's not the alpha dog, comes across this this woman who is just like also trying to figure out what is her new place here because suddenly she's like, she always wanted to be in charge of the kingdom of the sea and now suddenly she is kind of in charge as an Archduke of Hades. Archduke uh, of Hades. I'm sorry. Archduchess of Hades. <laughs> I'm just I'm impressed with the arch. There's been some uh, some real some real climbing with those tentacles. <laughs> Made it a long <laughs> way fast. She was immediately promoted. I guess there's not a whole lot of good people like showing up in the uh, the underworld that he wants to promote. Honestly, I feel like even if there wasn't familial bad blood to recommend her, it I mean she'd be she'd be spinning her arguments as soon as she showed up. 
you'd have the you yeah. have pain she, and panic coming in with their little things and she'd be like hold up <laughs> she's a fantastic advocate give them the flotsam and jetsam treatment yes right away. <laughs> she makes her new flotsam jetsam out of pain and panic they would be perfect <laughs> give them snake tails absolutely flotsam and jetsam are dead too they're down there somewhere but she's done with them so my my entire like arc for this story is going to be that uh, eventually there's a romance that blossoms between these two lost souls and uh, it's going to be beauty and the beast except the beast in this case, obviously, is Ursula, and the beauty is Gaston, and Gaston comes to the realization that there's so much more to people than just the way that they look, because they have so much in common, they're both vain, <laughs> they both got murdered by uh, heroes that they didn't even expect it was going to happen, <laughs> and uh, they bond, um, so that that's basically the premise here. I've, I've gotten the first act set up, and I was just going to let you guys throw some ideas at the wall here for act two and three. We need I, a we need a conflict. They're dead. <clears throat> I don't think that they want to come back to life. I don't think that's the issue. Yeah. But other than that, it would be, is the underworld going to be facing a threat that only this himbo Gaston and <laughs> this divine Ursula can... <laughs> can muster the the strategy to overcome or something else i want to just express fondness from the start for, for because i feel like through the long build-up that we've done for this <laughs> thanks to the, the plenty of tangents in large part <laughs> this from is truly be our longest episode <laughs> bring it bring it i feel like we've had a, a lot of i mean by the, the soundtrack in my head has been very much sort of ominous trumpets all the way <laughs> through and then to just suddenly we're in like flute duet love story territory and like if these two just like they decide to like let bygones be bygone like forget about bell forget <laughs> about our pseudo poseidon whatever his name king triton death <laughs> is a is a palate cleanser it's a blank slate i love that i don't I know have... that it needs to be that but I, but it's, it's 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 a nice bait and switch that you've set us up with yeah i also love the uh the idea that there needs to be a scene here kind of like the shrek and fiona where they're just having this lovely walk through the park but everything's a little bit warped like he's picking her flowers but then when he shows the bouquet it's actually just the polyp people <laughs> and she's or like he tries to pick flowers but it's like tantalus so all the flowers like recede from yeah. his grasp <laughs> <laughs> or uh she's feeding him cherries but the cherries are actually just like Eyeballs. Uh, eyeballs, yeah. But she's and it's also more cherries the, than he can keep up with. She's got plucking so out the tentacles. families of the dead. Yeah. But we have, uh, he can eat like six dozen eggs at the same time. I'm sure he can eat six dozen eyeballs. Um, and just yeah. the two of them smiling next to each other would be such a great image. Oh, they could be on the, on. on the, like, riding the gondola down the river Styx or whatever. <laughs> I, uh, I envision they can, like, do a swimming scene at some point. Oh, yeah. They're underwater for a while, and then Gaston is, like, pretending to choke, and they're like, oh, we're, we're, we're dead already. <laughs> <laughs> so, great, great, like, love story montage. They're really just having fun. I like the idea that Hades is a fun place. Yeah, I well, like... Very second it, chance story. It's all about uh, your perspective. If you're Gaston and Ursula, Hades is great. So if our our second act like is just basically building up this perfect world where like, yes, we're falling in love and like they're singing an I think I'm falling in love kind of story together. God, already got songs. <laughs> this pitch is developed. It's five words. Um, <laughs> and a melody... Right. Okay. Give yourself credit and a then, key. If we're building that up as uh, as the, the 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 stakes that you are going to lose, and the twist is going to have to be they're going to lose that somehow. Separation. So yeah. The yeah. best thing I can come up with, and you guys 
maybe y'all can come up with something better, is maybe LeFou, he's probably in a bad place right now because his best friend in the world has just been murdered by the monster who is now the king of their kingdom. Like he, the Bimbets won't even talk to him. He doesn't have anyone to follow around. So maybe he gets into some dark magic because dark magic exists in this universe. Maybe he mm. finds the witch, the cursed beast in the first place. And he's like, witch, you got to help me. Uh, all I want is for my best friend to be alive again. So he oh, resurrection against his will. Yes. Darn. So he brings him back. At but first, now. At first I thought you were going to say this is going to be like an Orpheus and Eurydice kind of yeah. thing. Where, <laughs> where he, he goes, goes into, into the, the underworld, underworld and Gaston like just like him. shows up in like armor. <laughs> <laughs> riding a black steed. <laughs> I came to rescue you from death. But I do kind of like the demon summoning. So the idea would be he'd be like in, he'd invoke Gaston and bring him back. Right. Into the, yeah. The like plane. he would use. He would take his body that he's probably kept around for a couple months. <laughs> and he's got like a little shrine and he's constantly like covering him in band-aids. Like, don't worry, Gaston, we're going to get you better, man. And if Gaston is actually pretty happy where he is, then you have the opportunity for sort of an, an inversion of the original like Gaston song where LeFou is trying to cheer him up when he's down in the dumps. And instead, you have like <laughs> dead Gaston trying to be like, stop him, smell the roof. <laughs> I did not picture him as zombie Gaston. I thought he would come back 100% so he could still do like his picking up a bench with one hand and three women on it. But zombie Gaston's an option for sure. Oh, because then, then suddenly he's also the beast. Then it's just beast and the beast. Yeah. Oh, except... Ursula can come back as the beauty, <laughs> like in her alternate self as Vanessa, where she looks like mm. Ariel with black hair and and resting mean face. Yeah, yes. maybe there's like they get separated and he can't get back because uh, Ursula changed him and now he's he's considered a good soul. So if he were to die of now, he's gonna go to oh, okay. paradise. Go. So he has to spend the third act trying fruitlessly to become bad again. So he's like, I'm gonna go knock over this wagon but then you find out well the wagon was full of thieves and you just saved somebody's <laughs> life savings well and like it's not only like in the course of doing this you uh you end up redeeming the concept of villains you also end up kind of tarnishing the concept of heroes and in uplifting yeah. hell you got to kind of downgrade heaven well i it's it's all about perspective the people who are there are happy there but it's not somewhere where gaston would be happy so Gaston has to, ooh, another crossover. Gaston needs to have the opposite of a conscience. So you get Jiminy Cricket's evil twin. who's like Timmy Jicket. Criminy Jicket. He's just like on his shoulder all the time. What He's, is a jicket? You should, you see those cigarettes? You should start smoking cigarettes. I'm going to make you look even cooler. And he's just always in these situations like, I don't know, criminy. <laughs> that seems a little dark even for me. Hey, do you want to get back to hell or not, man? And someone at some point is like, it's pronounced crimini. Crimini. <laughs> He's a mushroom. <laughs> Hit that guy. He tried to correct you. No one corrects Gaston. I, I love this accent. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're finding the real charismatic new character. So, like, I don't even know what the uh, resolution there would be, but I've got a good temporary resolution. It's like at the end when he's just like, I just can't do bad anymore, you guys. I just, I'm broken. Um, just a common sense character will come by and be like, well, why don't you just get the witch to bring back Ursula? <laughs> <laughs> and whatever LeFou did in the first place. But if if it's important that you have the body, then there's a quest built oh, in. Oh, yeah. That you got to go okay, find this, whatever's this left of Ursula. This is turning into a mini-series at this point where they have to find 
Prince Eric and be like, hey, where did you kill that that innocent giant monster? And then they have to, I guess. Hopefully she's shrunken back to a normalish size. But if she's oh God, like, oh, what if she can you imagine now? if she's sure, swore, like Oh, yes. Whale. And there's oh. 8,000 birds just like on her corpse. And they're like, all right, this I will mean, do. Talk about zombie. I mean, about, uh, can you love this? <laughs> I guess, wouldn't that actually really tell the, the supposed message of the first story so much better? If you've got a zombie Gaston. <laughs> And an eight stories tall, <laughs> decomposing, decomposing, bloated zombie Ursula. They're together and they're happy, and they're like, "We don't care what you look like." Well, which which makes this at its essence a friendship story because if you're talking about romance, like no, they could still be romantic. Come at, on, I mean, it just sort of you can't really hug, etc. Well. Here's As the, we know, romantic partners like to hug. <laughs> they like to hug. <laughs> it's maybe there's a, a there's song a about song. everybody in the world misunderstanding them. Yeah. Everybody knows romantic partners like to hug. <laughs> this is a little bit like rock, I guess, and I'm bored. This is turning into a rock opera. <laughs> oh, can you imagine when they first show up in hell and there's like a sick guitar solo? <laughs> Welcome to the Hades. And you hear it and you see all the like fireworks and everything and then it turns up. (laughs) I just straight up stole that one. Yeah. I mean, we're already we're we're deep into IP theft. So, yeah, you can steal from the Disney collection. The Disney collection has a lot. Presumably once this is approved. Yeah, you have you have options. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. So there's this moment where like, I don't care what you look like. You don't care what I look like. We don't care that together. We're just a pile of decomposing flesh and bones. We love each other, and that's it. I told you I love you, and love's going to break the curse. And it's like, no, mm. love's not going to break this curse. But as you will remember, I have the power to transform. <laughs> and I can literally just turn us back into whatever we want to look like. Yeah, I know. It's a little bit of a... Beauty, beauty and the beauty. Beauty <laughs> and the beauty. Oh, God. Wouldn't that be like the, the most pandering ending if like, how about you just make us like 80% beautiful? <laughs> so we're I'm I'm no longer this jacked Brock Samson type and you're no longer a, a black-haired clone of Ariel. We're just like I don't know, Fred and Ethel. That's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> just give me a torn ACL and we'll call it even. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I feel like I'm, I'm I'm a little stuck on this like what kind of relationship they have thing, partly because you have a long, long history with Disney of gender nonconforming villains and that by being, you know, a butch woman or an effeminate man like Scar or Jafar, that that is a signifier of villainy. I never considered either Scar or Jafar to be feminine. That's am I missing that or is that a- there's it, it feminine's not quite the word. There's just kind of an archness. Yeah, and very- I just saw them kind of like they're just a little bit better educated than everyone else. And like they kind of know it. When you think about Divine, though, as the source material, specifically (laughs) Ursula and the haircut and the figure, there's a lot of like non-esteemed femininity at the Mm -hmm. very least. All that to say, I would just love to put a bookmark in the possibility that these guys have an incredible friendship and maybe Ursula is a lesbian. Oh, well, I've always uh, been very in favor of the, the non-sexual love relationships that exist uh, in things. And they could definitely, they can love each other and just love each other as friends. And it's still mm-hmm. a love story. Yeah, totally. I wonder if uh, maybe Ursula and Maleficent can get together. 
Because uh, Millicent has some very, not butch exactly. Some dom but, energy yeah, for yeah, sure. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love like we pull Maleficent Maybe, at the like, very Gaston end. Is, <laughs> <laughs> Gaston is the matchmaker. <laughs> oh. Or Gaston's the sub. <laughs> if, if we are pulling in other characters, at some point in the underworld, I think uh, Gaston's probably just going to be like, you know, I'm a little bummed out. I used to have a tiny person who would follow me around and carry my stuff. And then Ugbert Bugbert. is <laughs> Slowly rebuilding himself as one bug. <laughs> I, I think at this point he's maybe like eight, eight or nine bugs. bugs in like a little pillow sack, and he's like, "Can yes. I help?" And he's a like, "Small oh, intentional yes. community of bugs." He's My trying new to Lefou. get a stack of bugs vertically that just moves around. <laughs> Lefou part two: a stack yeah. of bugs in a trench coat. That's one of the really delightful things about this. I think is like the details he can like reap from all the cross IP stuff. Is, yeah, because uh, yeah, you're yeah. gonna have every. Disney villain who dies basically going to be right. in hell or totally. in Hades. And if enough time has passed, the heroes too. So you can get all kinds of fun mm. cameos. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that like Jack is here to propel the story and we're like so far behind you in the world building <laughs> consideration of this that we're just like, look at everything you could do. But well, here's I, I the, other, the, uh, the arc of the story that you're imagining. The other interesting thing too is um, we don't have any antagonists here, which I think is appropriate because sure. another sub message to the story is sometimes there aren't bad guys yeah uh, there's just hard situations yeah, it's, it's, and lefou resurrecting his friend and creating distance distance yeah. is a is a huge antagonist right right um there can be misunderstandings with other people and by all means i would love zombie gaston to show up next to a human beast at some point and just being like oh hey no hard feelings about the me stabbing you in the back and then you pushing me off a mountain right or, i'm sorry a castle right <laughs> It's kind of like a castle mountain. I also love the idea of Gaston, uh, like meeting Prince Eric to try to like track down the ship, and maybe they have a little conversation. Be like, "Oh yeah, so you you met Ursi? Ursi? <laughs> oh, that's what I call her. Sometimes I call her Ulla. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She told me that y'all dated for a while when she was hypnotizing you." And y'all are engaged, but that's okay. I'm, I'm confident enough to know that. <laughs> yeah, none, none of that weird ring light thing going on in my eyes. Don't you worry. There's a little bit of like, well, the bad things that happened to you led to the good place you're in now. In I would part. definitely see like this is a great journey for Gaston too. Like, <laughs> by the time he encounters Eric, he's just going to be chummy. He's just going to be like, oh, fellow human being. It's been a while since I've seen one of those. Just, <laughs> I've been hanging out with goblins and <laughs> deities and, uh, and bugs experimenting so with bugs. kind of Communism. political systems yeah <laughs> i love the idea too i mean this is this is another just tiny tiny moment but disney's full of tiny moments that as you know you could see a recurrence of the pretty abusive gaston lefou relationship like waves of that as new lefou the the nine bugs <laughs> in the trench coat is uh lefou part two is sort of there once the, as that oh. relationship is oh, forming lefou part two Pardieu. Yeah, I love it. Le feu, pardieu. Um, <laughs> but uh, that ultimately at the end when he's like zombie Gaston and like some piece of him is falling off. He's like, here, bugs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just get to eat it. <laughs> Which is a little bit more egalitarian than the relationship with Lefou ever was. Yeah. Mm. Heartwarming in a weird heartwarming. Heartwarming. <laughs> the bitch. new heartwarming story. <laughs> so what do, what do you do with like... You have big reunion moment at the end with two zombies in the middle of it. And do you like make the, make everybody beautiful at the end? Do you like say that everything's fine once you're dead long enough? Or do we Ooh. just have zombies? 
Oh gosh. So yeah, no, I don't want to. I don't want to undermine the entire point of the story by making them beautiful, but I also don't want to leave it on a. They're they're completely mismatched sized zombies. Well, and they can mm. leave their bodies behind and go back to Hades. Oh yeah, you know. If but they... then you miss out on this wonderful scene of the two of them getting married, <laughs> <laughs> and all of their enemies for some reason are invited and they're there. But you could do you could do zombie marriage scene of this like tiny zombie <laughs> man and this giant zombie octopus and and you have the same officiant from the Little Mermaid, yes. the one who do you famously gets. Extra- in the middle of it yes <sighs> yes um that person who's presumably still on the same pills yeah <laughs> um, get uh officiates the marriage and then with whatever big musical send off they just both disintegrate <laughs> yes. and we assume they're back in hades somewhere yeah yeah we don't we just leave that open yeah and uh, we don't have to over explain that to the audience yeah it, it, is is there anything we missed? Anything we made a mistake about? Leave a comment below. <laughs> Your comments are what pay our bills. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're we're paying rent on this algorithm. That's and right. You're uh, you're helping us install a new a new door. Louis the Lone Shark said he's going to break our knees if we don't get at least a hundred comments. <laughs> Bring your friends. Bring your friends. Bring your enemies. Thanks for listening to this installment of The Snake's Paw. If you want to heed Jack's call to leave a comment in the proverbial below, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud at The Snake's Paw or at thesnakespaw.com. And if you want to help us fund a uh, sizzle reel version of this to send to Disney, you can support the show at ko-fi, ko-fi.com slash thesnakespaw. Here we'll throw in some extras to say thank you. See you next time.